This is an RNZ podcast. When the book Hit and Run was published in March 2017, political reporters came to the pack to launch do, even though the invitation explicitly said the new book was not about party politics or the election. But two previous Nicky Hager books, Dirty Politics and The Hollow Men, produced such a rich harvest of political headlines that they came anyway. But Hit and Run, written with correspondent John Stevenson, was more like Nicky Hager's book from 2011, Other People's Wars. That showed that New Zealand and its troops were even more enmeshed in the war in Afghanistan than the public had yet been told. And Operations Burnham and Nova in 2010 were certainly under the public's radar up until Hit and Run hit the shelves and the news. The book said that key facts had been hidden from the public and denied by government ministers, most crucially, that civilians had been killed. And on RNZ's morning report the day after publication, the hosts ran through a long list of those not willing to talk about it. The Prime Minister Bill English, the former Prime Minister John Key, the Defence Minister Jerry Brownlee, the Acting Defence Minister Chris Finlayson, the former Defence Ministers Wayne Mapp and Jonathan Coleman, and the Defence Force all declined morning reports' request for interviews this morning. We were also unable to contact Sir Jerry Mataparai, who was the head of the Defence Force at the time and, according to the book, was in Kabul and watched the attack unfold on screens at the SAS operations room. Eventually, though, they did all have to talk to an inquiry which was launched after a change of government in 2017 and after many in the media had called for one. At the time, the NBR's Rob Hosking, who's sadly no longer with us, said this. At the end of this process, someone's credibility is going to be shredded forever. The allegations are too serious. And when the damning report into the Defence Force's handling of the allegations of civilian casualties and the potential torture of detainees was finally released last week, one reputation that was damaged was that of former Defence Minister Wayne Mapp. He had to admit on RNZ's checkpoint that he had been told about casualties, but even after many interviews about the raids and the fallout in the years since, he forgot. Uh, Colonel Blackwell sitting opposite to me, uh, and I could recall that. Was Not he the only that, other person present that. at that briefing? Because I'm just trying to get my head around. With all the resources at your disposal as the Minister of Defence, it was a pretty key detail uh, for your portfolio and there were multiple opportunities for your memory uh, to have been jogged in the years afterwards. I'm looking at a quote here you made to News Hub in 2017 where you said you made it your business to be informed about the uh, type of information that was discussed regarding this operation. So... I'm just trying to reconcile how this was able to happen. I think it... Look, no one, none of us can ever say... None of us can ever remember when we forgot, (laughs) by definition. So I can only surmise it was the death of Corporal Leon Smith, which occurred um, about two weeks after the briefing, that somehow had the effect of removing it from my immediate memory. Releasing the inquiry's report last week, Attorney-General David Parker singled out Wayne Mapp like this. From September 2011 onwards, former Defence Minister Wayne Mapp failed to correct the public record and continued the false narrative that the incident assessment team had found there were no casualties, even though he had been briefed at that point and knew its true conclusion was that civilian casualties were possible. Following this briefing, he gave answers he ought to have known were wrong to journalists, and in the words of the inquiry, this was a significant departure from the standards expected of ministers. 
The Attorney General also said that the inquiry found the hit-and-run book contained errors but also confirmed its main allegations, and in doing so, he said, the book performed a valuable public service. This was noted in an editorial in Stuff's newspapers last weekend, while last Monday, the Otago Daily Times editorial said, the inquiry has also shone a mostly favourable light on Nicky Hager's work and the worth of investigative journalism. The following day, Nine to Noon's media commentator Andrew Holden, a former newspaper editor, said that both authors had been vindicated, and he noted that their motivation had been called into question by some pundits when the book came out. Among them was Mike Hosking on News Talk ZB. I, I said earlier on in this program, I really struggle to have him on the program. I, I have no time for the guy. I think he's a conspiratorialist and he's out to get the government. Even if he has something this time, and I don't know that he does, even if he has something this time, he comes with so much baggage, he's tarnished before he almost arrives. Well, this week, co-author John Stevenson also said that he felt vindicated by the inquiry's report, and he'd sued the New Zealand Defence Force chief in 2014 to protect his reputation against claims made about his work in Afghanistan by the New Zealand Defence Force, which eventually settled for an undisclosed sum. And it was a legal battle that John Stevenson had to fight entirely on his own. Noting that the Dominion Post last weekend carried the reaction to the report on its front page under the headline, Redemption, the Next Step for Defence Force, writer Elizabeth Knox replied, I think atonement comes before redemption. And with that in mind, the chastened former Defence Minister Wayne Mapp told RNZ this the previous day. Who's been hurt most throughout this entire saga, do you think, Dr Mapp? Well, the villagers, obviously, because, uh, you know, people were injured and a child in particular uh, was killed. So and although the inquiry uh, says you know, you know, it was accidental, nevertheless it happened. And because it happened, we have a duty as a nation to, to make some recompense. A year ago, Afghan representatives of those villages withdrew from the inquiry, completely disillusioned with the process, and they said they'd lost confidence in the inquiry. They've just been worn down by the process, their lawyers said. And while lots has been written and broadcast this past week about the report, which drew a line under the Operation Burnham inquiry, the main victims of what went wrong there have not been the focus of much media coverage. And the full title of the book, which isn't often used, by the way, is Hit and Run, The New Zealand SAS in Afghanistan and The Meaning of Honour.